there's two primary forms of progress society can make, technological progress and social progress. And this is where capitalism and socialism tend to diverge. They go down different avenues. Capitalism takes a winner-take-all mentality to incentivize high quantities of technological progress, whereas socialism takes more money to spread it out to produce more social progress and more economic equality. Ideally, we take both and do them both at the same time without going so far one way or the other with the system. In order to find the ideal balance, a system would need to be put in place to provide a large amount of technological progress and social progress, a system to take the best of capitalism and socialism. There is a simple solution to this problem. By allowing a company to pledge a certain percentage of their profits to a basic income, the free market could decide where the ideal balance is. By designing a symbol, a company may put on their product to show the percentage contributed. For a simple example, it could just be a circle that says 50% inside to show 50% of the profits go to basic income. They could choose any percentage from 0 to 100. It would be a competitive factor that the company that pledges a higher percentage would have a huge marketing advantage. This way, companies that are creating real progress are mostly unaffected, while companies that have borderline monopolies on basic products would have no choice but to contribute more to basic income in order to compete with the other companies. This is the most practical and safe way for a country to implement basic income. Two good examples would be tech companies and toilet paper companies. Tech companies are constantly innovating and bringing people new products that make society work better and more efficiently. The field-leading tech companies would be mostly unaffected. Toilet paper companies, however, would be a different story as they make massive profits by selling a basic product that any company could make. These companies are taking a lot from society and not pushing forward at all. Most people would just buy the toilet paper that contributed the highest percentage to basic income resulting in the majority of the profits these companies make going to basic income. The more replaceable a company is, the more it would have to contribute to keep up with the market. The less replaceable a company is, the less affected they will be. Companies that are examples of how great capitalism could be would be unaffected, while companies that show how bad it can be will be greatly affected. This will result in significantly more balance between consumer and producer. By putting the share a person under the age of 18 would receive in a high-security savings bond to be opened at the age of 18, the result would be 216 months of basic income plus compound interest. If basic income averages out to 500 per month, that's 108000 plus all the compounded interest. This would level the economic playing field for all young adults. The results would be that no young adults would be held back in life due to economic reasons. This could mean a fully paid college education, the money to start a business, a down payment and realistic road to home ownership, or to reinvest the money and keep saving and growing a net worth. With everything that's happening in the world with COVID-19 right now, there's no better time for society to implement this and win the basic income race to be the first country to find a way to make it work on a large scale. I get the melee set. Yeah, exactly. Who's going to win the debate? All right. <clears throat> this isn't a debate, right? It's an exploration. It's not a debate. Yeah, I don't want to debate on my you don't podcast. Want to, you don't want me to be a no man the whole time? A what? No, man. You're wrong. <laughs> you're so wrong. <laughs> you can if you want. We'll see. I don't know. <clears throat> you know, I haven't done my preparation. I haven't studied. I don't know. Um, I haven't really studied either. Don't I have my notes with me. a bit of weed and thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. <clears throat> all right. Welcome to the first episode of the Kevin B. Green Show. I'm joined here by Phil. Thanks for having me, man. Glad no to problem. be here. So, as we saw in the intro, adult basic income, free market. What's your initial thoughts? I don't think it's going to work. No? No, no. I don't know. I'm very skeptical about UBI in general. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can see how trying to move it away from just the government handing out money to, you know, having that income source kind of come from companies. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that would alleviate some of the problems that I can see with it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm skeptical. But What are your main concerns with UBI? Because this wouldn't be like full scale taking people out of the workforce. It would just kind of be like redirecting some of the money in the market that might not be going to places that are really contributing back into the people just slightly mm-hmm. helping like impoverished children is like one of the big things about this particular way i yeah. think doing it and then just generally giving people a little bit of a monthly cushion well and you talked about trying to level the economic playing field for mm-hmm. like you know young adults coming coming out of the high school and whatnot mm-hmm. but i i don't know like it seems to me that by giving everyone this you're like you're sure you're leveling the playing field, but then it just means that like say they all have one hundred eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars saved up in their and and interest or whatever, right? They have a hundred thousand saved up. They're coming out of high school with that. 
so my fear would be that like college tuitions would just go up to a hundred thousand plus and that like you basically need well, to some use... of them would yeah yeah but there would also be some people would want to buy a car like some people want to do other things i think like colleges would like modify their entire perspective on the topic to those amounts but some colleges would probably aim for half because not everyone's going to want to spend all their money on college yeah i'm so, just worried that the value of the the goods or the price of like all the all the goods like vehicles homes college like all of it would just go up like along with the rising level of like wealth but i don't think it would go up by that much because it would only be like an influx of like a small percentage of the population every year hmm. whereas like there's still gonna be a lot of adults looking to buy cars sure but everyone has more money so the car companies would make the cars more expensive right i'm just i'm basically I mean, just worried about how do you if, combat the inflation that's only if this idea is extremely successful the inflation will only come with like a high level of success from the idea from the like free market basic income anyways so like starting off if it wasn't 500 dollars a month well no it'd be a like, lower amount right think about it because it, let's just say there's one year coming through. So even if you start giving it to 17-year-olds, yeah. they get one year of it. And it'll slowly climb year by year. And if it ever reaches a point where people are actually, like, it's actually kicking that much money back to society, mm. well, then you're, you've done so much good anyways that, like, slight inflation probably isn't going to matter that much. And, I mean, yeah, you're going to have inflation anyway. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I really do like the idea, the toilet paper company example, of just taking these companies that are doing, you know, trivial production. Yeah. That, that anyone can do and just profiting massively off of it and just trying to give back to the economy in a more productive way. Mm -hmm. um, I'm worried, though, that, like, say, like, Charmin or one of these big toilet paper companies, like, if they're not giving as much of their profit to the UBI, they'd have more marketing money, right? Mm -hmm. So they'd be able to sell their product more effectively. But could they? Could they? I don't Is know. Is there anything a toilet paper could, company could do? Like, if Charmin only had, like, 50% and another one had, like, 90 is there anything they could really do to market it at that point? Well, they could produce more, right? Because they have more profits, so they can like. But they have to produce what they're selling. Yeah, I, I'm just worried about the uh, the current monopolies just not being able to be overthrown because like you would need a lot of like social movement, and people would really have to get behind this idea. Mm -hmm. I think um, it would be easy to get people behind it if they were like getting a check every month. Like, the check was hard off small, but people would, like, slowly... Maybe. I'm, I am just think that people are pretty hard to move. But, mm -hmm. but I mean, we don't have an incentive like this currently. But so. I think if you're walking down, like... I'm going to keep using the toilet paper example because I think it's funny. It's great, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a great... Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the best one to shit on. <laughs> you know, but... Uh, I think people are walking down the aisle. I don't know about most people, but I generally... I don't buy the same toilet paper company twice. Wait, what? I just That's crazy. I just grab one. That's crazy. I think I think I, if you just like if someone's like, hey, that one gives like ninety percent, that one gives fifty. I think they would just grab the ninety one. No, I think you're way more open minded than most people, <laughs> man. I think you got to think about like the lowest common denominator of person who like doesn't even look at any details about what they're buying. Like aside from I guess the price, mm -hmm. or like if they know a brand of toilet paper, they're just gonna keep buying that brand. Mm -hmm. It's like most people probably just buy Costco toilet paper, for example, because it's like. They're going to Costco, and that's the toilet mm -hmm. paper you can get there. And and like other people are just, you know, they're they're seeing all the this marketing all the time, all this advertisement, like the Charmin bears. Like everyone knows the Charmin mm -hmm. bears. So you go to the toilet paper store, and you're feeling a little bit spicy. You want to spend a bit more money. It's like, well, I'm going to get the soft Charmin stuff, but it has like no basis in the actual quality of the product. It's all entirely on the level of it exists in your awareness because of its advertisements. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't think it'd be hard to switch people off the toilet paper company. No? No. Also, because I think, like, there, there would be ones that, I think as soon as people started getting checks and realizing that they could get more checks, and there are a lot of people that, like, contribute quite a lot of energy to, like, social conscientiousness. True. And, I mean, those people can be a little annoying at times when they get on, but if they were telling <laughs> me which toilet paper to buy, it wouldn't be a problem. No? No. Oh man, I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna let anyone else tell me what to wipe with, man. <laughs> no, but it's like if people are like, oh, this toilet paper company, even though they have the same percentage, they make less profits and they invest more in like growth, and they, it's like, yeah, that's that's. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. I'll buy the other one. So I wonder though, like, would they ever get to a point where, because of how much of their profit they're giving away, would they ever get to a point where they can't even produce enough toilet paper to meet the market demand? No, because profit would be after that. 
Profit would be after? Yeah, because profit comes after. That's just the money they take and spend. You know, that's just the money that's taken in. If it's a public company, it's, like, just given out to the shareholders. Right, because that's not part of their... Pro- yeah, that no, wouldn't be part like of their they, profit. The, that's they their have production a, costs. They have a close yeah. loop, and then that produces money on top that is just luxury money. Okay. Given to the owners, the paid in dividends to shareholders. shareholders. But what if... So, yeah, the, I guess another question would be, like, from a shareholder's point of view... It would be bad, yeah. It would be bad. Yeah, that's that's the main... That I feel like that's the only real demographic that's going to oppose it. People with a lot of shares in worthless companies. Not worthless companies, valuable companies, but companies that don't really... Move society along. Yeah, just companies that are only there because they're there and they've been there. Like, toilet paper companies that just... It's like, yeah, those are the ones you buy. But it's not like, you know... When the market changes, there's going to be some people... There's going to be some shareholders in these companies that lose money. And that's, like, the primary... And, I mean, they gain a bit back in UBI, I guess. But they're not even going to But they're not going to be worried about that. They're not going to... Like, the value of the share will go down a little bit. Yeah. And the dividends they get back will go down. But, like... Assuming a company pays back like 20%, they're only going to lose 20% of their dividend. So they're going to get less dividend. The stock will go down. They might switch around. Some people will lose a bit of money, but it's going to be like... Well, they'd reach an equilibrium where it's like the company that's doing nothing mm-hmm. for the for the social aspect of it. Like their shareholders are going to be happy as long as people buy their toilet paper. Mm-hmm. But if the social ramifications of that mean no one buys their toilet paper, then mm-hmm. the shareholders lose fully. Yeah. Instead of like going into a company with like a moderate level of mm-hmm. of, of donation, right? Yeah. So so they're going to want to invest. There's another thing that could happen though. That I think would be interesting. Where like, imagine you're like a company that's like on the verge of going out of business. Yeah. You're trying to stay afloat. You don't know what to do. As a stunt, you just basically say, okay, for I mean, you can make companies sign contracts so they have to keep the same donation for like X amount of time or whatever. But they're mm. like, as a publicity stunt, it's like we're going 100 percent for five years. Because it's like, is that or sink? Yeah. It's like, that's going to be their last-ditch effort to stay in business. Mm. And that's really going to push the, like, kind of useless markets that aren't really producing anything now, like, faster that way. I wonder, too, this is kind of a tangent, mm-hmm. but I was just thinking, like, you know, companies do that kind of stuff. Could you use some of the money that's collected from the the entire system of this uh, d- donation to UBI? Could you use some of that money to, like, advertise and, like, put a spotlight on the companies that were, like, the most well, I I thought about that charitable? a bit. A big award ceremony. Yeah. But I think that should just come from the taxpayers. I don't think that should come from the... It thing. shouldn't come from the... It's not going to cost that much money. It's going to be a drop yeah. in the ocean compared to, like, the overall nation's taxes. I think it should just be, like, a government thing they throw where it's, like, this is the person that donated... These companies donated the most. These companies um, donated the highest percentage of their revenue. Because it's not about how much money you're taking in, but it's like the people in charge could just say, okay, we're going to spend more on growth and have less of a profit margin. Mm. So it's like these companies donate the highest percentage of their revenue. These are the fastest growing. And you could have like an award ceremony and then you could like allow people to advertise with that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I had an idea. It was Mm going to be... So the idea now is like this money is going to the government for redistribution. Something like something that, like yeah. that. Well, I was just wondering, like, if if we get into like a more open source, like global currency system, you could do it like crypto. You could do it like through crypto or something yeah. like that, where a comp like because right now the problem would be okay, who's going to start this? It's going to have to start at the level of the government mm-hmm. and be like mandated down to companies. Be like, here's this opportunity. You can join our program, put this logo on your product, and then, you know, give us some part of your pro- profits and stuff, mm-hmm. and we'll help you out with this advertisement, maybe tax relief, mm-hmm. other stuff the government might be able to do to incentivize it, right? But it'd be cool to see a company be able to do this on their own, mm-hmm. right? Just say, like, we're going to donate some amount of our profits to a universal thing, mm-hmm. but not have to be... But I guess that'd be... That'd probably get in the way... There'd be regulations and stuff getting in the way of that, mm-hmm. I assume. So... Something interesting, in the process of, like, having this idea, I went through a couple different, like, stages. One of which I thought about, and this doesn't necessarily need to not happen, but you basically have a store. Like, imagine if Walmart was, like, 100%. Oh, can you imagine? Right? 100%. (laughs) Right now there's zero. You, like, so not only, you go in there, and all the profit made on the goods by the store go, and then they're going to prioritize selling. So you could do this. The government would probably have to step in and, like, fund it. It would yeah. probably have to be, like, very, like, regulated. But another thing I had, like, if you did it privately, you could set up a membership, like, a reward system. 
mm. where at the end of every month you award store credit. So you sign up, and no matter how much you shop, you basically might get like X amount of store credit. Yeah. And store credit's a better option than just giving back money. I agree. Because, well, if a product costs $4 to buy and they sell for 5 they give you $5 in store credit. It's just as good as them giving you $5, but it only costs them 4 Wait, can you say that again? Okay, I definitely so missed something. Imagine there. you buy like a 24-pack of water sure. from the manufacturer. Walmart pays $2. Then they sell it for 4 They make $2. Yeah. So if you take that $2 and give it to the people that shop there, you'll actually be giving them less value than if you give it back in store credit, but give more. Because you can afford to give the same amount of store credit. This is why companies, like, if you complain, they want to give you store credit rather than a refund. Oh, because they still make money off. They, mm-hmm. they Yeah, they lose less. Yeah. Because yeah, So yeah. you could give your shoppers more buying power for less money by using store credit because you're going to allow them to access manufacturer prices. Okay. It's like they, like the, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you had a store that kicked back in store credit, all of its profit margin... This would be a, like, this is different than the UBI thing. Yeah. But this was like on my road to this idea. I had a couple pit stops and this was like one of them that I thought was like still, even if like it's done differently or even if I like kind of brought the idea together differently at the end, that's still like something that could be done. That would be really good. Yeah. But, um, just another small, like if you did both, if both these stores existed. What? One that did store credit and one that went towards UBI? Yeah. There's no reason why they both like couldn't be a thing. It would take like probably a few decades to actually make them a real thing. Yeah. It wouldn't be quick, but like it's definitely an option like slightly further down the road that like you could have different stores. Some would do this, some would do that. Mm. And uh, they would compete and whichever one was more successful would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like UBI though. Yeah, so I, I still I still got this nagging feeling about the the flattening of the economic lines and just mean like it'll just mean that like the cost of things is gonna rise. Mm. Yeah, it, it it kind of will, but the thing about this is if the cost of things rise, because the cost of manufacturing won't rise. It's not gonna rise if people buying more things doesn't raise the cost of manufacturing. Inflation is normally just like... No, and I wonder, though, how does this work out for the manufacturers? Like, the people who are selling the, the, the raw products to the stores, mm-hmm. it's like, do they send some of their profits as well? Well, that that's where, like, the more, like, socially conscious and conscientious people come into play. Because, like, it's not just enough just to, like, look at a, like, a company, like a toilet paper company, but where are they buying their raw materials? Yeah. And that's where the awards come into play. You can say, like, like award a product... And, like, you can award the product for using materials that come from these companies, too. Because that's all behind the scenes. That's not, like, in front of the consumer. No. So you're going to need, like, the more social, like, savvy people. The people that, like, are really focused and, like, right, caring I, about that. I, can, I can almost see there being, like, a like a laundering type thing happening where you buy the products from... You buy your materials from a company mm-hmm. that is not giving to UBI at all. So they're making massive product profit off of you making say toilet paper mm-hmm. uh and then you sell your toilet paper and give all the profits to ubi mm-hmm. but since you're buying your materials at a higher price to profit those companies you don't actually end up giving much to the ubi but from a consumer standpoint they go to the store and they see 99 percent or 100 percent, mm-hmm. and they're like oh this is the best company to buy from mm-hmm. so yeah but that's kind of like where like awards come in and stuff not just awards but also just having like open source charts of donations like how much is this company donating like it'll be very clear it's like this company's revenue is this and their donation is this this company's revenue is this and their donation is here it's like if one company's revenue is like two billion and their donation is a hundred thousand because they're doing something like what you're saying yeah or one company's revenue is one billion and they donate five million it's like a big difference yeah so like you will be able to quickly distinguish that and it's not going to be a perfect system but it's like the thing about this is, worst case scenario, we're better off. Even slightly. Yeah. Like, it can't hurt. Worst case scenario is people engage in corruption, mm. and they still make less money. It's like they have to engage in corruption to do what they're legally doing now. Yeah. In order to keep up with the markets. If they're in markets that are not 
really important or irreplaceable. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, sure, the toilet paper companies can be super corrupt and still make less profits and still give money back, even if they're breaking the law. And then you're going to have people that have to crack down on that and you're going to have like ways to shine light on what's happening there so that mm-hmm. people can see and like you can rank things based off stuff like that. But like even if it's corrupt everywhere, it's still better. Yeah. So unless the unless it just hyperinflates. I don't it, it couldn't hyperinflate, I don't think though. No. Cuz it would only this would only drive inflation as successful it is. And like I was saying earlier, like when we're talking about inflation, like the cost of manufacturing wouldn't go up. Like it's not going to be more expensive to make things. So inflation well, is... Well, it might be because of the thing I was saying. Though. Well, maybe, but right. that would be a different thing, right? Yeah. It wouldn't be that much more expensive. Yeah. Like if companies were like reorganizing themselves, like let's say someone owned the raw material companies and the toilet paper companies, they could just reorganize. Or even shareholders in both companies, mm-hmm. you know? That might even be, yeah, That you might get into, like, that might be, end up being illegal on Yeah, you, you could pretty easily just, like... it's, like, a pretty big conflict of interests, yeah. And, and, yeah. You could, you could regulate that. I don't think it'd be a problem to regulate that, but... And this is why you're saying it's going to take years. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. slow climb. Yeah. It's not going to just, like, take off. It's going to be, like... And the more people, like, focus on it, and the more it's advertised, and the more you put it, like, you know, put some billboards off some cities, run some ads on some local TV and commercials, and, hmm. you know, go around and tell everyone this is a thing that's being done and i think it'll take off pretty quick but it'll take a while to reach its equilibrium point where it's like balanced out and everyone's like getting serious money back yeah but yeah the inflation thing i don't think is really a problem because like normally inflation is either the value of money going down or companies just looking to make more profits so it's like if companies are making more profit then more is being kicked back it's just like we'll elevate together yeah. And it, it'll reach another equilibrium point, but, like, the higher it goes, the more kickback there is anyways. Yeah. And then, I mean, money just becomes less valuable over time. That's just how it is. Yeah. But I don't think... Yeah, and combating that's just a whole... Yeah, you, you can't really. No. We could do a whole another episode. Yeah. Oh, I don't know <laughs> if we could. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's a solution to that problem other than, like, maybe try and transition to crypto. That's just going to have the other inflation. What do you mean? Well, crypto is, like, going to have, like, the, uh, like, opposite inflation. It always gets more valuable rather than less. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. Maybe not. Mm. Maybe not entirely. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. I guess it's still a pretty early experiment. Yeah. It's good for all the people that get in now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could definitely, like, shake up things a lot. It might make people... Yeah, it's weird that, like, people would just hold on to money as an investment, though, right? Like... Mm. Rather than, like, buying investments, your money just is the investment. That could be problematic. Yeah, it's a bit circular. Yeah, just get more money and hold it. Yeah, and and then, then, if it, but if you never spend it, then does it have any value? It's like you eventually have to spend it, right? Or, But you only have to, like, you only have to match your, like, monthly expenses. Yeah. So it's like, if you're matching your monthly expenses through your job and reinvesting more in, like, a cryptocurrency that constantly inflates, then, like... You're laughing. Yeah, there's no point in even investing if the inflation does keep up. Yeah. Which, if it does keep up, people are just going to buy more and more. Mm. And then that's just going to drive the inflation. So it's probably going to have, like, huge bubbles. I mean, it does now, and it's probably never going to stop having bubbles. But we haven't had a bubble collapse yet. Bitcoin? Really? Did it? Maybe it did. I, I thought know. it was at, like, 30,000 a couple years ago. What is it at now? Not that much. I don't think so. No. No, I don't think Not it's that much. much. I think it did mm-hmm. collapse once. Mm. But it seems even with the collapses, it's going to trend upwards, unlike other investments. Yeah. That like trend wherever. Yeah. No, it's pretty consistent because it's, well, it's mathematically rigorous and, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. Where were we? Four? Uh, basic income talking about manufacturing, inflation. We're talking mm. about inflation, companies trying to like load their back end and lighten their front end to try and like scam the system. But I don't think that's like a really serious concern. It's something you have to watch out. Something you have to regulate. You're gonna have and to have well, like even you know. even in just having a way for it to be more public facing because mm-hmm. like like you said like people are gonna make decent decisions and if you present them with the right information they'll be able to make mm-hmm. better decisions in theory at least. I mean I know we're not completely rational economic mm-hmm. animals, but like something like you were saying like the the revenue versus the donation. 
as yeah. opposed to just what percentage of the profits go. Yeah. Because maybe it should be like, like maybe even if it was like last year, this percentage of our revenue went mm-hmm. to the. Yeah. Do we have a name for the UBI pool? Do you have like a quick? Not really. No. Okay. No, I was just thinking free market basic income. That's kind of what I've done. Yeah. FBI. so you got this fbi but yeah like you know some way for the company to 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 show Mm -hmm. that they're not doing that but also like in a way that's like numerically approachable for the consumer because like obviously you know 90 percent of our profits go to fbi it's like Mm -hmm. that looks pretty good but if their profits are super low because they're giving all them really giving all their money to other companies Mm -hmm. like yeah and the, the other thing i was thinking was how hard would the process be for them to change their donation level? Like, would that be completely fluid or when they print that logo, like that product, the percentage yeah, of, no, of profit on that be, product has to go, it, has to it be It would that? definitely have to be tied at least to the product. Maybe like on like a contract basis, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's like for a year or like quarterly even, but they have mm-hmm. to know that everything being produced in this period needs to be that and the sales need to reflect that mm-hmm. um slightly fluid because you want companies to be able to compete but not so fluid that they can just you know yeah like i, I would then, just be worried about them saying like 90 percent making a batch mm-hmm. of toilet paper <laughs> and then you know behind the scenes like fiddling some knobs to be like oh actually we're going down to 20 percent. yeah and then reeling in massive product but yeah you'd have to and the funny thing about that is even if they somehow found a way to do that, which would obviously be against the law, even if they didn't get caught, the justice system didn't get them, they're still given 20% of the profits. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a worst case scenario. Worst case scenario is better than what's currently happening. It's true, but it sounds too good to be true. <laughs> like, this is I, my thing. I'm trying to remain skeptical because I'm like, you know, ideas that sound good... It's like, you know, there's usually something that we're not seeing. I don't, I don't think I'm so. just wondering how you're going to make money <laughs> off this. <laughs> right here. This is it. So guys, so how much, what percentage of your profits from the podcast go, go to you guys? <laughs> None. Uh, if you donate on Patreon, we will send you um, three cents a mm-hmm. year. <laughs> You just have to. You just have to send in twenty dollars a month. <laughs> but don't worry, guys. The more people signed up, see, it sounds almost like a Ponzi scheme. It is when you put it that way. One. But it's basically taking companies, allowing them to go like it's like so you, a company goes public, yeah, and then you buy shares, and the the profits are split among the shareholders mm-hmm. through dividends. Oh, but so yeah, this kind of just makes the whole gov- the whole country. Everyone gets a one share in this like organization that handles the money. And the dividend is paid to everyone. It's not really, like, economically speaking, it's not even a big change. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be, it's going to be a, like, fairly small. Like, all the systems are there. The government would just have to, like, change the, the, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the big change is the fact that it's coming from all these different, mm-hmm. like, And it's redistribution, and it's going to hurt a lot of corporations. It's going to help a lot of corporations. It's going to create, like, a, a big wave. Some companies are going to ride it well, and some aren't. Yeah. And the ones that ride it well are going to, like, go from being, like mid-tier companies in their industry to like on top like it's gonna shake up a lot of industries it's gonna leave some industries relatively untouched yeah but well i'd like to transition then because like we're talking about the you know two sides relatively replaceable companies and then like technologically advanced companies Mm -hmm. like apple and stuff but it's not even just the tech companies no but i mean yeah yeah, anything that's really moving Mm -hmm. um the economy it's not just technology, but it is primarily technology. Be is technology the best example, yeah. right? Well, I can't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know off the top of my head any any companies that are like really advancing. Like, like if you're making product, it seems like you almost have to be technological mm-hmm. innova- innovation in some way for it to be like important enough that the social aspect of it wouldn't be well, like overwhelmingly important, like it would be with like a toilet paper company. I don't know if you're making like really nice like furniture like really high quality true luxury stuff basically if you're not the best in your field Mm -hmm. like if there was a toilet paper company that really was that much better and they somehow managed to really copyright it gold plated yeah like i don't know what they could even do i feel like toilet paper there's literally nothing they can do they can just make it thicker so it's softer 
But yeah. anyone can do that. True. It's basically all the same. So I don't know what they can do, which is why I think it's the best example to shit on. But... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, some things, if it's just like, if it's the best product, then they don't have to conform at all. Yeah. But so how, how would this play out for, like, tech companies and, like, these highly competitive companies that aren't doing, like, things that anyone could do? Like, companies I, that actually do have, like, innovation and, like, novel products. They don't have to do, like, if you need their product, yeah, you need it. You know? So they so they would just be able to say, like, no, nah, none of our profits are going yeah. towards this. I don't, I mean, I don't think Apple would give much of anything. No, I mean... Why would they? I'm going to no, get an and iPhone. Like, and their money is probably better off spent investing yeah. in their shareholders because, like... Yeah. And know. doing more research and development. So yeah. the companies... Because ideally no company would want to give away their profit margin. It's going to hurt their stock prices. It's going to, you know... No company would want to. But they're only going to if they have to. So the companies that don't have to won't. Yeah. And I guess it's, like, this weird conflict of interest then with, like, the lower rung of employees for the company where it's, like say you're like a low-level employee at a toilet paper company, you're going to have some share in the company probably. Maybe. Maybe not even. No, I don't think they No, not even generally, huh? So you're just getting your basic wages, and then if the money from the product that you're making is ending up back in your pocket Mm -hmm. through the the basic income, like, it just seems like a bit confusing to me because, like, the top of the company doesn't want to give out the money, but Mm -hmm. everyone in the bottom of the company would want that money to be given out. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like you'd end up with these, like, weird tensions even more tensions potentially between like the labor and like the Mm -hmm. executive branches of these types of companies. But only in the companies where the people that already fight those kind of like socialist union labor battles, only where they're right, is it going to increase? Mostly. Why? Wait, where would they be wrong? Uh, Like good tech companies and stuff. Like I feel like the people that like actually bring their value to the engineering side of these good tech companies are going to understand that like we're making something special here yeah like so i think like the places where those arguments are already right they're just gonna have more firepower the places where those arguments are wrong are gonna be like little squabbles but nothing major okay so i think it's just gonna like organize like a lot of current economic arguments into like both sides can be right at the same time yeah and without like the conflict basically like alleviating like the economic side of the current like cultural conflict Hmm. Ideally, I mean, it might not work perfectly, but it will work better than what's currently happening, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that would be cool to see mm-hmm. done. I'd like to see the experiment carried out. And it's not a dangerous experiment either. No? Not really. Like, what's Well, the, 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 biggest, the biggest danger would be, like, like the overhead and getting it set up on a, on a big scale, right? Like, if you, if you want this to be, like, government-regulated, government-mandated, you know, you're going to have to have, like, enforcers and... Like, you're going to have to have people working with, like, the revenue agencies to, like, mm-hmm. get the money redistributed. Like, that's going to be a lot of overhead in just collecting, organizing, and, and sorting all that data. Mm-hmm. And, like, getting the laws in place well, is going to require a lot of, like, legislative movement, which is going to be pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if you want to, like, say we get it in place in five years, like, if it costs us, I don't know, like, a billion dollars to get it in mm-hmm. place... It's like, if it doesn't work out well for the, the whole economy, like, if we can't make more money as a, as a country because of this, and if we can't spend our money better because it's being re- redistributed, then it's like, well, we've just sunk a billion dollars, kind of deal, if it fails, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't see it failing, for one thing, but... <laughs> <laughs> Ever the optimist. <laughs> but um, I don't think it'll be that much of an overhead. Because, like, they already have a lot of these things. They would probably just create, like, a new branch at the CRA for Canada, for example. Yeah. A new branch there, new management, hire some people. But, like, they're already hiring. Like, they hired so many people recently. Like, they, yeah. they fluctuate a lot anyways. Um, the legislation would only be hired. I mean, I think it'd be easy in Canada. I mean, this would be near impossible to pass in, like, the U.S. or something. What makes you say that? Uh, too much lobbying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, lobbyists are going to be a problem. Yeah, well, along the lines of shareholders, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Big, big, big corporate influences on the politics. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to not going to want something yeah. like this to come, come out. It's just going to be less money, and it's yeah. going to hurt, like, sheer values of certain companies. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if enough companies are going to be upset about it to really make it, like, difficult to lobby in. 
Especially yeah. not in like a country like Canada, where we're already a little. Yeah, we're a little, a little on more. the socialist side. Yeah, a little bit. You know, just we enough. Got, we, yeah, just we got enough. our free healthcare, which is nice. And yeah, yeah. So shout outs. Shout outs to Canada. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love, love, love this country. <laughs> <laughs> but um, another thing, speaking of like. Actually, were we just talking about healthcare? We were, yeah. I just zoned out for a second. Speaking of that <laughs> thing we were just talking about. Um, so, like, because pharmaceutical companies are, like, taking, basically, not taking, but, like, donations are going to disease research. Yeah. And then they're buying drugs from pharmaceutical companies. Who are? The, the... A lot of the research companies. The people that are researching, like, like cancer, say, or just different viruses and diseases. Yeah. They're using drugs for testing. Yeah. They're getting them from places, pharmaceutical companies. So you're donating your money to a cancer research or different research, medical research, and some of that's going to profit margins for, for the pharmaceuticals. Yeah. So it's like you could just say like the cancer research that's buying their pharmaceuticals from 100% basic income is the one that you donate to. So it's like the back end on the pharmaceutical, and then you're going to have pharmaceutical companies are going to be significantly more successful in terms of like their overall function. Not significantly, but noticeably. It's going to give an advantage to pharmaceutical companies that don't make a profit. Yeah, I don't know enough about the Yeah, I don't know details. enough about to say how that would play out, but like you could do that. That's an option. Yeah, well, it would be nice to have more free market in, in pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Because like right now it seems like, well, you need a lot of... You need to meet a lot of goalposts mm-hmm. in order to actually have a drug be approved for like consumption, mm-hmm. which is good because you don't want to be giving poorly tested yeah. drugs to the public. But yeah, it means that like companies that come up with like, you know, like insulin is like super expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like, it doesn't have to be, it's not that hard to produce. Yeah. Right. So it's like, how can we make these things cheaper? Because I would love to see, you know, a lot of like a lot of these medicines be like much cheaper. Well, they're making they a profit on it. Yeah. So it's like. If you could make it so that you were funding the pharmaceutical companies that weren't making profit, because that's not like that's not the only problem we're facing with stuff like that, like the price, like fluctuating the price of drugs to make more money to affect sheer values and stuff. But it's also then they lobby these drugs through the medical world to overprescribe them, like because there's a threshold that like at what threshold is a doctor recommended to prescribe you blood pressure medication? That threshold can fluctuate. Depending not entirely on medical science. But based off legal, yeah. which is supposed to be based off medical science, but isn't always. Yeah. So certain drugs are being given to people. Like, I think this is going to be really bad with uh, drugs for mental health. Like, people are starting to realize that, like, a lot of the opiates, a lot of the painkillers were just straight up bullshit. Yeah. Just getting people addicted and keep them addicted for money. So people are starting to, like, be like, okay, that's bad. Turn away from that. And it seems like the pharmaceutical companies are going to start rolling out, like, a lot of mental health medication. It's mm-hmm. so, like, they're not actually curing the problems, but they're telling you they are, and the doctors are telling you they are, and your problems aren't immediately going away. Some of them will, some of them won't. But yeah. it's like, are they going to lobby in bad medication because their medication is worse than their competitors, but they have more money? Probably. Like, for-profit pharmaceuticals are really just bad for the health of people. Yeah. It's bad in a lot of ways. And if you could just, like, have the research being funded for the companies that were making a profit on the pharmaceutical industry, you could like really improve the quality of our healthcare and like the, cause it's a problem. Sometimes it's like, not only it's like, it's like not even about like conspiracy theories about like doctors lying, but like doctors being miseducated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes like Harvard recently posted something about how like omega sixes aren't bad for your heart, even in high quantities. Right. Which is just not the, true. Oh, it's not? Oh, no. Omega-6s are really bad. Oh. Like, one of the most inflammatory things. Like, bad for heart disease. Like, bad for everything. Like, you really don't want too many omega-6s. Like, that's like vegetable oil, soybean oil. But so you're contradicting Harvard. Yeah. So it's like, why wouldn't I just trust Harvard? Well, you can just do the research into any, like, reputable doctor. But it's like, yeah. Omega-6, not good for you. So, but how is this bad? How is this bad medical science getting out of the institutions? Like, how are they educating how... people? If that's what they're promoting, large scale, I would imagine they're educating their doctors to think the same thing. Now, I'd like to think that the doctors could like read that and go, "Hmm, okay, clearly there's <clears throat> something contradictory there." But it's like, 
at the same time, like that's what like yeah, this the is web... the, yeah. It's it's hard with like these these fields because there's obviously a lot of money involved, mm-hmm. and mega six companies want you to you know. Well, and it's, it's like so the dairy. Cheap, it's like yeah. the dairy, the dairy thing. Like yeah. people were saying for years that like you know you need to have dairy as part of your diet, and there's no there's no real scientific basis for that. It's it's almost entirely just dairy lobby. Yeah, just like telling and also just advertising. Yeah, like in like what was it? I don't know. I want to say sixties, but I have no idea. Like, cereal companies would always say, you need your daily fiber. And, I mean, you do need fiber. You, mm-hmm. But it's, like, you don't need to eat a high amount of fiber on a daily basis. No, and it's does like, it have to come in the form of cereals? No, it definitely does It's doesn't. like, no, you should probably be eating fruits that are high in fiber. Yeah. Dates. Mm-hmm. Or starches. Know? Yeah. Starches are really good. Like, yeah. I'm not exactly sure if it's, like, technically a fiber, mm. but it, it does the same roles. And if you prepare them right, it does the roles a lot better sometimes. Mm. But, yeah. Well, so that just was stuff like that. Yeah, that was quite the tangent mm-hmm. into, into <laughs> conspiracy health, yeah. theory, medical health, yeah, or mental, mental health, <laughs> just all of it. All well, of it. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd say conspiracy theory. Just kind of like seems concerning. Yeah, it seems like it's a thing that will probably happen, just based off like what's happened with pharmaceuticals in the past. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the history of the whole industry. It's like there's mm-hmm. constantly these things that are being sold as. Sorry. <clears throat> sorry being sold as like solutions to medical problems and then it turns out later that no mm-hmm. <clears throat> it had bad side effects yeah like something like ritalin or something is ritalin no longer being used or, or are you ex- so. or, or, or why i don't think it's very good no if you start someone on ritalin young i mean i don't i'm not 100% yeah i mean sure, but like there's things that like if you start people on ritalin young they become so dependent on it that it like can I don't know if it significantly or like minorly, but it affects like brain development, like yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I wasn't even thinking about like the the childhood. Yeah, side putting of things, children right? on these things. But, yeah, that's like a whole other thing. That's a can of worms where it's like I really think we're treating our uh, our uh, specifically our male children poorly mm-hmm. as far as like the educational and psychiatric yeah. side of things go. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, attention defi- attention deficit disorder is definitely real, mm-hmm. and it's definitely a problem, but I don't think that pumping kids full of drugs at a young age is, is necessary for, for most of these cases. And I don't know, that's, that's like a tired, that's like a dead horse at this point, I feel. Yeah. I feel like enough people have expressed yeah outrage about that, mm-hmm. right? But, um, but yeah, man, like, the, the drug companies scare me. Yeah, they're bad, yeah. And, because... This is the thing. It's like drug companies. Those are mostly the the main con- the main customer for a for a pharmaceutical company is like the government. It's mm-hmm. the it's the the the, pub, the public health is buying the drugs. So the public health wouldn't necessarily have any incentive to buy drugs that had a high donation rate, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's where elections come in. So then you'd have, yeah, I guess then you'd politicians have like politicians partnered up with, yeah. with companies. I'm gonna, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I support these companies. Like, it would be an issue that hopefully a politician would tackle. Maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't. But, like, if you open it up this way, that would be a issue that could be tackled. It might not be. Right. Like, we might not get that far into it, mm-hmm. or it might take a long time, but that is an option that someone running for office in Canada could say, this is part of my platform. And it's a good, it's a good thing to have on a platform. Yeah, like it, it's, yeah, no, it looks pretty good from a PR standpoint. Yeah, it's a pretty good like side. I couldn't see it like a prime minister winning with that as like a, the main. It's not the one. It's no. not the one issue thing. No, but like no. it's a good. It's I a mean, good free drugs that'd be a one issue thing. You could, mm. you could, you could maybe. I don't know if enough people want that, but you know, we already have free healthcare though, so it's not that. It's not that big of a deal, but no. I don't know. There's a lot of people who struggle to pay for their prescriptions. Yeah, even with free healthcare, right? Like. We're just guaranteed to not need to pay for an emergency room visit. Like, yeah. Right. So it's like, that's great. But you know, a lot of these things like essential, essential medications, I can see an mm-hmm. argument for making those. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, if healthcare money. is free, then it's like, well, I, I, I don't know about the money thing. Like it might not be feasible, unfortunately. Like if yeah. you look at how much it costs, like it might just, but yeah, yeah, it might not be a thing. All right, so I just want to go. I just want to get to the. There was something I wanted to know about. 
how like tech companies would compete, right? Yeah. Because like, let's say Apple's producing their things, their smartphones, and the like. How feasible is it for a competitor to come along and say, we're going to donate more of our profits? And then maybe... Well, they'd have to have a similarly good product still. Yeah. I, like, I don't... Because if you're buying, like... I mean, an iPhone is expensive. It's, like, over $1,000 these yeah, days. Yeah, and I guess, I guess the only way they're making it... The, the only way they're even able to make these things is with questionable labor practices overseas anyway. Yeah. So. Like, if you... Like, let's just say Apple says, fine, we'll give, like, 5%. And you buy like so a thousand dollar iPhone, they give like fifty bucks to thirty five million people. It's like such a drop in the water. Well, but I mean, you look at how much, how many phones they're selling per year. That's true. That it's, is a lot. It's, it's a lot of money, right? I mean, that's like one of the biggest. But are they selling one iPhone per person per year? Definitely not. In Canada. In Canada, I mean, probably not. But they're not selling thirty-five million iPhones a year in Canada. No, but you got to think about how much how much some of these companies are worth, man. Like, if they even donated a small percentage of their money, that'd be like huge, mm-hmm. right? But again, it's like they could be doing something similar to that through their taxes. Like, you know, taxes is supposed to be like a way of redistributing the wealth, mm-hmm. and like tax rates for the upper class are like you know, it's like they're not giving us most of their money back. Like, they're still hoarding most of their money. Mm-hmm. And it does. It doesn't really see the trickle down effect, but I, I mean, this would this would be a more direct way to get the money back mm-hmm. into the population, and also a well organized way. Yeah, because I mean, I yeah, I don't think you want to hurt the companies that are really increasing our efficiency. Mm. Like, like if if, com- if a company didn't create the smartphone, like think about how many like even just apps, how many ways are smartphones used? Oh, every like how yeah. how much better is the world because of them? Infinitely. Yeah, like if there was no in- if there was less incentive, you don't want to take away any incentive for inventions like that at all. No, like there's no there's not really any amount of money you could take from those companies that that people would be willing to not buy it anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's like it's such a massive benefit to have better tech. Yeah, and if I someone just... could find a way to do it and give away some of their money then all power to them if yeah. it works, right? If they can so. do that, if some, like, brilliant engineer just sits down and goes, like, you know, I don't know, like, some, like, really eccentric person that just mm-hmm. wants to be an entrepreneur in the line, like, we're going to give 80% and we're going to start this tech company and I'm the best engineer in the world. It's, like, awesome. Yeah. You know? But, like, is that going to happen? Almost definitely not. It's unlikely. Yeah. You don't see it happening now. No. Right? But they don't have the, like, the method. They don't have the systems. Yeah. But, like... Maybe someone will just for the publicity. Just you know, they care less about money. They care more about like being cool at like certain things. Like just more about like being looked at well and being yeah. liked. Maybe some like eccentric genius engineer will do something like that, but I, I doubt it. And they'll be very few and far between. Yeah, not even worth considering. So another thing I'd like to know about more is like, I mean, we talked about toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Talked a bit about drugs. Talked a bit about you know smartphones. What about services? Because like we've been looking at like the product side of things, yeah. But like how would service industries be affected? Well, I think fast food would be heavily affected. Because hmm. like, if you're like, what do you, where do you want to get food? It's like, hmm, you know, two choices. So here's a here's a potential problem right off yeah. the bat, right? So so fast food is already parasitic on like local restaurateurs mm-hmm. and like local food. Um, so if you if, if fast food was able, if fast food companies were able to say we're going to donate x percent of our profits that's mm-hmm. going to give them like a cultural boost to be like mm-hmm. even more like they'd be even more competitive because like guaranteed local companies couldn't afford to give a percentage of their profits away because well they don't even have any profits to begin well, maybe with, not right? restaurants no no but like if if you had like a local place that was like struck like fast food places are so much more profitable than restaurants yeah. I think if there was like a cool local restaurant that had like 0%, I don't think it would I don't think people would shake a stick at it. Yeah, I guess that's not the thing that's keeping people from going to local restaurants mm-hmm. more. I don't I don't think it's someone's going to go to like and yeah, laziness. Price too. Price. Yeah. I don't think someone's yeah. going to go to like, "Oh, let's go for a nice meal, sit down somewhere." Actually, let's go to McDonald's cuz they yeah. they kick back. Yeah. I don't think it's going to affect yeah. the restaurants. But I think it'll just more make the fast food compete. It might affect the restaurants a little bit, but 
Probably not the nice ones. Probably not the good restaurants. Yeah. So. Well, it would be cool to see fast food companies spreading out some of their wealth. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a huge industry. They make so much profit. So much, so much money, man. Just People are going there three meals a day. Like, yeah. It's, and it's like toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like it's just... Yeah. yeah, sure, some of them taste different. Some of them are better than others. But, but like, like fundamentally, it's like... It's, it's just, just luck of the draw who got in the top. Yeah. Fundamentally, right? Like, like There's lots of good options. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think there's a lot of other industries that would be... I think there's a lot of other industries that would be, like, less affected. Like, I think clothing would be one. Clothing would be very heavily affected. Mm. But, like, the nice clothing companies might not. Right. So, like, if you're making, yeah, like... because really... no one else is making Gucci. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Not even, like, Gucci level. Even just, like, brands. Like, more popular brands. Like, like Nike shoes or something. Yeah. Like, people are going to want them. And, like, they are often better. Yeah. And it's, like, if people could make... You know, there's different companies. So, I think they'd be less affected... And then there'd be, like, it's a varying, like, spectrum. Like, furniture would probably be pretty highly affected. Food would probably be, like, moderately affected, depending on the type of food and, like, Well, like, packaged goods, packaged foods and, like, you know, Mm -hmm. grocery store type stuff. Like, I think that could be pretty, pretty big, big effect. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And I also think another really good thing, if, if food companies were one of the ones that were heavily affected, not having profit margins on the food or having smaller ones gives a lot less incentive to cut corners. Because, like, sometimes people take, like, legal risks. Like, sometimes companies are taking legal risks, cutting corners, hiding it, not making it public. In terms of, like, hygiene and uh, Hygiene safety. and, uh, like, filler ingredients even sometimes. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. there's stuff going in that that's not actually... Food. Yeah, or even, <laughs> like, put on the package. You know? Really? Sometimes, yeah. Hmm. Sometimes they're, like, putting in things, or, like, a chemical that they use to, like, facilitate a certain part of the process might not be listed. Right. And it's, like, they could have used something different, but it was just cheaper, or it just did something. Right. And it might, it like, you know, good process might get rid of that chemical as part of the process, but there might be some leftover that ends mm-hmm. up in your food. Yeah. Right? And if there was less profit margins, there'd be less incentive. I mean, like, you can never really, unless you're in there. Yeah. Which is kind of why I think we should make food more local. Oh, I 100% agree. Yeah. Like, we talked about well, this. I, I think on... we should try to localize pretty much everything, mm-hmm. which, I mean, a little bit goes in the face of this 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 idea, because I feel like with local products, it's harder to, to like, pledge as much of your mm-hmm. profits, because you don't have as much of a profit margin Yeah. to begin with. And, like, but, you know, it's like, this is, well, let me say, okay, so people, I think people generally like the idea of supporting local. Mm-hmm. And keeping money in the local economy, but then they're at odds constantly, and they're beset on all sides constantly by like marketing, advertisement. Mm-hmm. Like they're constantly being inundated with non-local, like consumer globalist products, and so they go buy those things. And because they're more accessible, right? That's what you get at the grocery store for the most part. That's if you're driving around, you can go to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. It's easy, right? But like for the economy to go really smoothly and be like safe from things like economic recession like we're currently experiencing it's like mm-hmm. buying local prevents those things from imploding to the the, the you know society yeah. so i think we talked about this a little bit on the last episode which probably won't be released maybe unfortunately not. yeah there's unfortunately. some audio maybe it will like i don't think the audio the audio issues were that bad but no i uh, think the format <laughs> <laughs> look <laughs> anyway so on the topic of like localizing food i think if you just like completely gave a 100 percent tax write-off to local food like local healthy whole foods produced in environmentally friendly ways that are sold within the same like community that it's produced mm. there's a complete tax write-off you would have like localized food so all the communities are producing a lar- like a larger portion of their own foods mm-hmm. and it would be more profitable so they could either just have it would be more incentivized for people to do it or they could undercut their prices and like give people reasons so you go into the grocery store and the local stuff is cheaper because you're not shipping it yeah they're not paying income taxes yeah and just yeah that'd like be that. the big thing would be lowering the taxes on local and increasing taxes on every import mm-hmm. right and i mean you see like this is what they're trying to do in america mm-hmm. you know like keep the manufacturing inside and so like tariffs trade you know mm-hmm. like trade restrictions like everywhere and, like, I have to agree with it at the level of, you know, 
local is better for the economy long term. It's, it's mm-hmm. like it's anti fragile. Yeah. You know, like if you can survive and sustain yourself on just local production, like that's just a good thing as far as I'm concerned. And also less shipping. It's yeah. like why, why ship food around the world when you don't have to? It's like just like carbon emissions, environmental footprint, stuff like that. Like also like right now. Also like, virus transmission. Yeah. Yeah. Virus yeah. transmission. And now in like COVID. Yeah. We're looking at, like, there are places, now, we're not hit too bad, and I haven't heard about anywhere that has been hit really bad, but, like, food insecurity is not sure whether or not you're going to have imported foods. Yeah. And it's like, this well, would that's, alleviate that's, a lot of that. that. Yeah, and that, that's going to be a big concern two years, two years down the road, mm-hmm. year or two down the road even, now. Like, there are going to be food shortages. You're going to see it. It's going to be bad, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, a lot, like, specifically now that the, uh, the fall is coming across North America, like, a lot of these farms that produce a lot of the food that gets shipped all across North America and elsewhere, they're not going to have workers because they rely heavily on immigrant workforces. Like even from like, like Canadians and Americans traveling between countries and for the summer and like picking cherries, picking up like oranges, avocados, everything, mm-hmm. right? Like that work has pretty much come to a halt because of COVID, because of the restrictions, because of the fare, right? So when that food isn't picked, it's just going to go to waste. It's not going to be replanted. And then we're going to have, like, severe shortages come next winter, next next summer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's frightening. And yeah. if we grew more food locally, you'd, you'd have a bit of a buffer against things like this. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, these kinds of things are going to keep happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, now that we've, like, shut down society for a virus once, I feel like we'll shut it down for every major pandemic. Yeah. And it's fine as long as we have a system that can mm-hmm. survive being shut down. Yeah. And we're moving towards it, like... You know, like, I feel like we're probably better off as a society, like, doing this now than if it had been done in, say, like, the 60s or 70s before the advent of, like, tech companies. Yeah. Because, like, me, for example, I've continued working. We've continued, you know, providing our service. And, Mm -hmm. like, so at least there's that, that wheel is in motion so that there's still something going on in the world. And, I mean, the problem is, is it's not directly linked to, like, food production. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's like, you know, we need the food to keep coming in. We need the yeah. water, you know, the basic things need to keep happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, go local. Yeah. Go local. And, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe that has a weird, in, maybe that does not mesh well with the uh, UBI donation. I think the idea. UBI donation will mesh well with everything. Yeah. I think it's just going to fill the voids it's meant to fill and not fill the voids it doesn't. Hmm. Like, worst case, like, even if they don't mesh well, it's still... Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess if everyone went 100% local and the profit or the donation margins weren't very high, even if they were there at all, you're still going to see an increase in, in wealth mm-hmm. for everybody who's involved in the project. Yeah. Right? And you could move towards both at the same time. And I, yeah, I guess I guess maybe it wouldn't be too contradictory. No. And like, wor- like worst case scenario and best case scenario at the same time, food industries don't become one of the industries with high contribution rates yeah. but they become localized and you still have all those other products like we're not going to start producing localized toilet paper like we're, it's not going to become a big industry that's a good point yeah. like that's going to be globalist that's just how it is maybe right. not globalist, and this is what's, and at I, least nationalist and I, yeah i don't think you brought this up in your like explicitly in the intro mm-hmm. but yeah like when you were telling me about this before you were saying that like this is one of the things it's like these global mm-hmm. companies like these huge monopolies yeah like they're gonna be the ones that are mm-hmm. gonna have the most pressure by this system yeah to give back mm-hmm. to the world to and them. like another thing is let's say like an american company that manufactures and delivers here says no no we don't want to contribute any of what's because like anything comes into canada that is sold is going to be viable so that like you know so if they're like no we're not going to participate it's like well you're probably not going to succeed in the canadian market mm-hmm. which means the toilet paper company might not come here but it might come to Canada. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't want to comply, well then a Canadian company will probably replace the other international companies that don't want to contribute. Mm. So it like, it will basically say like to foreign companies, you know, contribute or a Canadian company will probably take over for you for us. And that'll go for like every country. It'll like stabilize like nations economy a little bit. Yeah. Well, give a, it'll give, it'll give the nation, the, the national businesses and institutions, a leg up in markets that otherwise might be dominated Mm -hmm. by foreign imports yeah Yeah. unless the foreign imports were really willing to comply or even or well 
I mean, yeah, or if there's just no Canadian companies that are willing to produce the product mm-hmm. or can profitably produce the product, right? Because, like, a lot of these yeah. things are made not in America, but, like, say, like, China, India, Taiwan. Yeah. It's, like, some of the stuff they're making, we can't make it as cheaply. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, whether we want to have a product that has no margin for the donations or not, we're going to have to buy their imports because they're so cheap. Well, I think we buy And we, we buy can't the... afford to buy local or national. Well... Yeah, for some things that'll be the case for sure. But, like, I think, like, people are buying raw materials, right? I don't think people are, like, they're buying, like, maybe, like, the rolls of toilet paper and then repackaging them. So the companies that are repackaging them would still be, like, in the game, I guess. Like, contributing what they're contributing and competing. So Mm -hmm. even the stuff that's coming from outside, like, we might not assume all of the manufacturing, but it'll probably result in a boost in manufacturing to some companies that don't want to comply. Yeah. But, like, it pro- I'm not saying it'll be a massive thing, but that's, like, another, like, small benefit, I think. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Hmm. So, overall, pretty Very good. interesting idea, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pleased like, with how it came out. I'm, like, I'm definitely still skeptical. Mainly mm-hmm. in the, I have, a, like, a bit of a lack of faith mm-hmm. that people would be, like, rational enough for it to work. And that I think there'd be a lot of resistance to it at a like legislative and like political level but you know all it would take would be one politician you know what i mean like i like we talked about how like the pharmaceutical thing is not a main point but i i, I think this is like a whole campaign could be structured around this hmm. you could win the campaign like as this like a main talking point i think like hmm. like maybe not like you might not win it's not a guaranteed but like if a politician made this a main talking point i think it would be i think he'd end up being ostracized because like everyone else's hands everyone else has businesses mm-hmm. hands in their pockets so to speak or their hands in uh, trying to say something <laughs> but what businesses i don't know I, I guess i'm just worried about corruption at like every level where like politicians are basically just bought out by uh, yeah, corporate mean, interests and like you know beholden mainly to the shareholder and not to the i don't think that's so bad like at least here yeah maybe not i think it's like much I'm definitely, I'm definitely mostly basing that impression on the states. Yeah, and yeah. I, I do that a lot too. But it's like, hard not to. Yeah. Think, yeah, it is hard with like their cultural impact, especially being like so close to them. Yeah, but I think in Canada it would be much easier to get this through. Mm. Mm. Yeah, trying to run with this as a platform in the states would be. I mean, actually, maybe not. I mean, Bernie almost won. So, almost. Well, not maybe not almost won, but he, <laughs> he like he's been close. Like it's not that unrealistic. To yeah, think it's someone semi competitive at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's not that unrealistic to think someone on that platform could win in the next, like, decade or two decades. Like, yeah. a similar Well, you platform. see you see a lot of movement towards democratic socialism in the States. Yeah. And, you know, as the right wing would say, communism. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, a there's a lot of, of, there's a lot of, yeah, I mean, you know, there's, but there's a lot of sympathy for, and a movement towards, like, mm-hmm. more left-wing ideas. And, I mean, this, this UBI stuff, that's... This is, like, kind of left-wing. But, yeah. like, it kinda like, it's kind of, like, left-wing, but it doesn't really step on, like, right-wing economics. It's kind of like socialism. It doesn't really step on capitalism. Yeah, it's, it's like, kinda it's like, a bit more voluntary, right? It's yeah. not, it's not so much, mm-hmm. it's not just, like, it's not just raising tax levels. Like, no. raising the tax rate hurts everyone. Right. It hurts all the companies. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's very top-down. And, yeah. I mean, this is less top-down. It's more like, fluid. I think. this is like, you're giving them an opportunity and allowing them to set their own parameters from the bottom up, mm-hmm. right? And they compete on a horizontal level mm-hmm. instead of having to comply from, like, the top yeah. down, right? So, like, raising taxes, it's like, you have to pay us this much money. This is like, we're giving you an opportunity to compete in a new market by giving us more money, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to be running ads. So, like, the companies that donate the most and also the ones that, like, they could, like, it'll be open source information. So, like, a toilet paper company could literally just at the end of their thing, have a little graph just for two seconds for anyone who's actually interested in that. Mm-hmm. And you can actually see like the percentages. And if they lie about it, it's like a crime, right? Cause they can't just lie about these numbers. Like you'd be like, yeah, you like that's false advertising. And they could just say like, this is our revenue and this is our donation. This is our percentage. Yeah. Would it have to be Would the, would that information have to be pub- totally public? I think so. Yeah. Or would it just work out that you'd get your, I think companies Sorry. revenues are already public. I think you can look at most companies and just see what their revenue is. I don't think that's hidden. 
No. No. That's not like private information. No. Like certain things about ta- even taxes. Like how do they know how much taxes different companies make? Yeah. Like th- I feel like they wouldn't, you know. I don't know if you have to say how your taxes. No. I, public public organizations, companies might have to public like not publicize, but I don't know if they can hide their taxes. But either way, like I don't think these companies would want to. No, not if they were interested in playing the game. Yeah, like no. cuz if you're like if you're like, "Oh, we're not going to tell you." It's like, "Oh, well, yeah, but it's That's like strange. if they were will, if they were willing and able to not tell you, but then they could still have their their label or their their their, mm-hmm. their certificate or whatever. And I, yeah, I guess you could just make it part of this getting the certification. But mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of a world where they could give fifty percent of their profits, say, not publish how much exactly that ended up being, mm-hmm. but it would be verified through the government that yeah, they did give us the amount they pledged, and mm-hmm. it's all, it all checks out. And as long as it had all checked out internally, like the public wouldn't necessarily have to have any concrete idea on that, but that that the, the certification alone would be enough. Yeah, I mean that's definitely like I don't think it's a big deal whether or not it's open sourced, but I think a lot of the companies are going to want to anyways because we're going to say this is our revenue and this so it's like they're going to say like X amount of our revenue. I don't know how they would phrase it. I'm sure the marketers would figure out how to say that. You know, they're going to figure they'd out. They come up. They come up with a better term than yeah. Than they they the do a UBI better job donation. than what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, we we need to come up with a name for it for sure. I think free market basic income is okay. I'm not sold on it. No, no. I don't know. I don't know. I want something snappy. Mm. I mean, I guess Kev bucks. Kev. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the B in Kevin B Green stands for bucks. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm sure someone will come up with a good name if it actually. We'll leave it to know. you guys. Mm-hmm. Give us sh- shoot us your suggestions, please. Yeah, but. Yeah. yeah, I think the market will take care of that. I think they'll eat it up. Mm. I think it'll have a field day. You'll see a boom in the marketing industry. Lots of you know bright young people go into marketing. <laughs> they're gonna be looking for new. They're gonna marketers. they're gonna get they're gonna get up fresh out of high school with their with their FM, <laughs> F, FMB, FBMI or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. and they're gonna come out with their hundred eight thousand dollars, and they're gonna say, "Look, I'm gonna pay for my marketing school, and I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna make sure these businesses can make mm-hmm. the most money, so that all my friends can get." Go go to university as well and buy a car and have yeah. a house with a family. Yeah. Living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. And I mean, look, maybe the apocalypse happens first. <laughs> maybe. But look, we got to talk about what's going to happen after. Yeah. Still got to look ahead. <laughs> you know, you got to look ahead. Because <laughs> if it doesn't happen and you're not looking ahead, then... Then we're just shit out of luck. <laughs> you know, society's falling apart. People are drunk in the streets. And they're like, wait, I thought... I thought, I thought we were getting end. UBI. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully it happens. I would really love to see it. Well, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to run, Kev. Maybe. You're gonna have to get into politics. <laughs> you're gonna have to set this up, and you're gonna have to come up with a better name. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I called there. I think I think we reached a natural. Yeah, natural I, think, I think it dulled out there. All yeah. right, yeah. thanks for showing up for the show. It was amazing. Thanks for watching, and guys. See you next time. Thanks for having me. Well, it was way better than the last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that it was. <laughs>